Good afternoon or good evening. We're about to go into the sixth candle of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to all. I want to continue along the vein of the thought that we introduced yesterday when we established that the incident regarding Dina and Shechem and the battle that was waged by Shimon and Levi against Shechem in avenging Dina's kidnapping and rape. All of this was the foreteller of the battle between Yavan and Kalal Yisrael. And we talked about the fact that each of the challenges that Yaakov had in his life, the Yosef challenge, the Lavan challenge, the Esav challenge, and the Dina challenge, each one uh, corresponded to a different exile that the Jewish people would experience. And the, the Dina challenge represented the Greek exile. So we established that the Greek exile had very much to do with challenging the integrity of the Jewish home in their terrible decree that lasted for before it was responded to for three years and eight months and it was the daughter of the Kohen Gadol who had to deface herself in public demean herself in order to arouse the her brothers and the leaders of the Jewish people to stand up for the dignity not only of Jewish women but more importantly even than that the dignity of Hashem because the point is that Jewish women uh, and their dignity represented the capacity of the Jewish people to have homes that would be homes of sanctity. And when the Greeks tried to interfere in the formative, formative relationship of husband and wife by having this decree that all women had to spend the night with the Greek governor before they got married, that was a way of interfering with the basic integrity, the basic consummation of the entire relationship between uh, husband and wife in the Jewish home. So now I want to pick up on that and uh, point out that there's something very interesting in Yaakov's life. Right after the Dina story is over, Hashem appears to Yaakov and he says, go up to uh, Beis El, go up to the place where you had that dream before you left, before you left for Laban and then you had your encounter with Laban and then Esav and now you're back here and now you have the 12 tribes and you're back in Israel. But you need to go up there, v'shev sham, and settle there. V'aseh sham mezbeach lakel ha'nirei Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you, when you were escaping, running away from Ace of your brother. So he goes up there and he builds an, uh, a mezbeach, an altar, and he calls out, and he calls the place Kel Beis Kel, uh, because that's where uh, God appeared to him. So the question everybody asks is, it's understandable that God is saying it's now time to fulfill your vow. You said then that when you come back, you will, um, uh, you will, fulfill, you made an edit that this will be Basil, the the house of God. So go up there now and consecrate it. But before he consecrates it, before he makes the altar, the Mizbeach, he, he, God says, Veshev Sham. The Ramban and others ask, why did Yaakov have to settle there? Why did he have to live there? Why can't he just go up and build the, the altar, build the Mizbeach? So one answer is that this parallel between the Jewish home and the welcoming of the Shekhinah into God's home, the Beis HaMikdash, they're one, dependent one on the other. And therefore Yaakov has to go up and create a home, so to speak. He has to live. He has to actually have Kala Yisrael living in a home before he is able to create the, the uh, forerunner of the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore God says, V'shev sham, Create a home there, live there, and then make a mizbeach because the Shechina 
only can come into the Jewish people when the Jewish home itself is uh, is actually settled and and safe. Um, it's interesting. Hanukkah is uh, the way that the Chazal established the rules of Hanukkah. It's ner ish uveso. It's house. It's a it's a menorah per or a candle per household. It's interesting. They could have said each Jew has to light the menorah. They don't say that. Matter of fact, we know that one household can. Uh, have a menorah for lots of Jews. You can have hugely, uh, you know, great giant Jews living in one household and they can all fulfill the mitzvah simply by having the menorah, a menorah, a single candle on the eighth night can actually do it. But the point is, it's about the bias and even the placement of the menorah ideally is Pesach habayis, the opening of the house. So we put it in the window now, that's already a compromise, so to speak, on the ideal and the original Takana, because history has changed things because of persecution, etc. But the point is that the Hanukkah menorah relates very much to the house. And that's because it's our job to sanctify the house. When we talk about the breach in the wall that the Greeks represented, it wasn't just the Greek breach in the temple wall. It was the breach in the other temple, the temple that houses the Shechina, the Jewish home. So it's important for us to, to think about that on Hanukkah. When we look at our menorah, when we light our menorah, when we celebrate Hanukkah, we want to think about our own homes and are they indeed places that can welcome in the Shechina. And I'm thinking about all kinds of things. Is our home a relaxed place? Is it a place where love is shown, where generosity, chesed is shown, where time is spent with each other? Um, uh, are we discriminating about what goes into the home, what gets into it, what do we allow? How much screen time do we allow? Because screen time is the equivalent of saying, I'm leaving the home and going to visit Times Square. Even if you're not doing anything evil on the screen, just being anywhere but here means I'm not home. I'm not here. I may. This is where I have my devices, but a home is a place where you retreat from the world. It's now become, with our devices, a place where you settle down so that you could escape the home and go everywhere but the home. So... We really, it's not just about devices, it's about what's the atmosphere of the home? Is it a place that is conducive to nurture? The divine presence of Hashem needs to be nurtured, needs to be coveted, uh, taken care of, loved. Uh, it's a delicate thing, the Shekhinah. And we know this from the way children grow up. They are also delicate and they need, they need calm, they need love, they need nurture. That's what the Jewish home is all about and that's what Hanukkah very much reminds us of. Have a happy Hanukkah.